Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode six of Parents Under the Stairs. I'm here with my beautiful wife, Presley. Hi. And we're here on Mother's Day doing an episode. It's been a minute, guys. Yeah, we took some time off. A lot of stuff's happened. Got sick, most of all, and uh, just a lot of just a lot of baby stuff too. You know, we're parents under the stairs, as as we said in the last episode. <laughs> True. So this one, we're getting into a, a topic that we talked about a little bit on the QVC show, but we're going to get into it. It's uh, movies that are based on true events. Yeah, first let's get into some aliens with fire in the sky, which... It was such a good movie. Yeah. I, I don't like aliens. I That's one of the few things I can't. And this movie just kind of ruined my life, but in the best way? Yeah. Yeah, for me too, because I saw it when I was in like fifth grade, and to me, aliens were real. Like that's that was something that I was going to see in my in my life. So it's plausible. Yeah. So I saw this. I think at my friend's house because his parents taped it off TV, and it's a slow burn for sure. But once you get to that alien uh, abduction scene, it's pretty terrifying, even as an adult. Yeah, for sure. It does it really well, and I. It makes the creatures look like look good, you know. Yeah. And he's on the ship, and it's just fucked up. The effects, <laughs> the atmosphere, the sounds—it just—it's very believable. Um, Nineteen ninety-three, directed by Robert Lieberman. Um, I don't think there was any big name actors, but they—they they did a great job. There was that one, the main character. Yeah, but I just can't remember his name. Fuck, I know. But <laughs> it's yeah. a really good alien abduction movie. There's there's yeah. quite a few that really fucked me up. What Another one was The Fourth Kind. Oh, yeah. Was that based on a, a real... It says it was, but I think it was just based on, you know, just shit that happens. And yeah. it's... It was very believable because it was so specific. Like, yeah. Alaska Town and blah, blah, blah. And I don't it know. had an owl in it, didn't it? Ew, yeah. That's like one of your deepest... Yeah, that movie. I don't fuck with that movie. Me and my brother watched it at our friend's house. We were stoned and like in high school. We had to walk home. I don't think we've been the same since. (laughs) So this one is actually really traumatizing. It's Girl Next Door. And we're not talking about the comedy one. We're talking about uh, 2007 directed by Greg Wilson. And it's based on true events but it's actually this is a movie based on jack ketchum's book uh of a novel with the same name girl next door and that novel was based on these real life uh events which is the murder of sylvia likens which i think you've heard about that right yeah uh, that story's fucked up yeah they fucking tortured this little like 14 or 15 year old mm-hmm. a bunch of neighborhood boys and uh and just neighborhood kids and this woman just tied a woman tied a girl down in the basement for weeks at a time and she was held captive and tortured and tortured sexually her to assaulted. Death. Yeah. yeah really fucked up shit and uh th- i think there's there's another one that came out i think it's called like an american crime elliot page plays the Which, sylvia i haven't seen that one have you yeah many times unfortunately oh Sweet. Yeah, no, me, me and all my friends used to watch it. Um, so Elliot Page is in it, and that was just fresh from Juno. So we were like, ooh, let's watch this. And we were like, holy fuck, because we were little kids. Well, seventh graders, pretty much. And it was very traumatizing. It got a lot of the situations. They did the situations, you know, and it starts with her 
it's like pretty much he's getting beaten at first and then it just goes worse and worse and worse and worse and there's a scene with like a fucking soda bottle and yeah it's really fucked up and that one's especially fucked up because at the end it gives you a little shred of hope that she escaped and rips the carpet up from under you yeah i want to see that one uh this this one i've heard is a little bit more on like sort of like just extreme version it's more of an extreme version it's not as mainstream but uh i would love to see that one and compare them but the girl next door left me pretty fucked up at the end yeah an american crime was pretty fucked too and that one has a lot of like mainstream actors too elliot page james franco evan peters The mom is the mom from The 40-Year-Old Virgin, and she did it really well. She killed it. Wow. I want to see her be a psycho. It was really good. (laughs) Nice. Um, The next one is one that I watched uh, a lot when I was younger because I had it on DVD, and then I sold it to Christian when I was clearing my collection. But uh, I rewatched it the other night, and it's pretty impressive for a few different reasons. Um, You don't think so as much, but uh, I'd like to hear your reasons. Um, but I liked the, the Manson family, which is based on the Manson family. Um, and that's 1997 by Jim Van Beber. Uh, the reason I found it to be cool was it's kind of mixed medium, sort of like they use VHS tapes and film and kind of mix it together like a documentary. And it's being portrayed as if it's like a TV station showing this documentary of these tapes that were found, um, or these eight millimeter films of the Manson family. And I I feel like they did a really good job at showing the ranch and like making it look like in the times and with the seventies and stuff. And it's also, I don't think it's a lot of Manson related stuff really has the gore or the violence or the like griminess that this one has. So yeah, that's why I think this one's a really good one. Yeah. I just didn't like the, I thought some of it was unnecessary. Like the Mm -hmm. nineties, part you know the 90s people were like yeah and those people go on to basically take over that tv station that's showing the documentary and they like kill off the tv station like in the name of manson because they're obsessed so yeah there's like a little side plot that is kind of dumb but i do like the fact that it is rooted in like modern times and like it's showing kind of like cannibal holocaust where they're like showing the documentary footage of something and like you're just supposed to be watching the footage so yeah yeah it was cool but there are like certain parts that don't really make sense like when it shows it because it's like yeah this is eight millimeter films on the ranch of the manson family but who is taking all this like film and like why is there all this candid film of yeah i mean i like the flashbacks the flashbacks were good i just didn't like the fucking 90s and then you know they're torturing people i don't know it was unnecessary but yeah the flashbacks were good i like the 70s stuff yeah they were just supposed to be like kind of a sick depraved like manson family inspired modern cult that was like yeah so the next one we're gonna get into is another cult related movie which is jim jones hell yeah and that's The Sacrament, directed by Ty West, 19, or 2013. And you got to watch that with me. You weren't really in that great of a state of mind. Like I, yeah. I've been through some shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was good, though. Now that I'm rethinking about it, it was very close to what actually happened with the Jim Jones shit. Yeah. And if you know anything about that, you know how fucked it was. Mm-hmm. 
and they but they like changed the names and it was modern day modern yeah Yeah. and it's cool because they actually if you know anything about vice media like there's you know vice channel vice guide vice website all that so like the theme of this movie is that it's a vice documentary crew coming to a jim jones like cult in modern times and so you're watching it almost a found footage documentary of these people getting a sneak peek into it and it gets really creepy from the get-go because it's like automatically these filmmakers don't feel welcome there which you know you're watching it found footage so you don't feel welcome there and you just feel uncomfortable the whole time until shit goes down big time yeah and it it really makes it kind of gives you anxiety give me anxiety and it's just like oh fuck because like you know what happens with jim jones and the kool-aid and that's pretty it's a great portrayal about that yeah and they go a lot more places than just jim jones so if you're like thinking uh, i don't want to watch it because i know everything about jim jones like yeah it takes a different turn it's really good mm, yeah. like you're on the edge of your seat kind of shit it gives you that experience and that's what i really liked about it and it goes into the psychology of the cult members like why they're there some of them want to leave some of them don't so one was a brother and sister remember yeah yeah that's yeah. kind of what brought them that's what got the crew there is uh the brother of the guy uh spearheading the documentary uh I mean, the sister was a cult member, so she invited them to show them that the cult wasn't so bad. And big fail. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, next one is also a very psychological movie. You haven't gotten a chance to see this, but I do want you to see it. It's pretty good. It's called Compliance from 2012. And it's directed by Craig Zobel. And this is a movie that was based on, like, these real events where somebody was i guess you could call it prank calling but they were calling these fast food restaurants and telling people that someone in the rest working at the restaurant had stolen and they had gotten the managers to actually strip search like these these innocent people that didn't really do it um so basically the whole movie is just one of these instances at a fast food joint where a uh, random caller calls the manager and tells them, hey, uh, one of your employees has stolen. I'd like you to keep her in the back while uh, the police are sent there to talk to her. And then this person keeps calling them back. We need you to actually search her because we can't get the officer there at the time. So eventually it escalates to like sexual violence at the end. Like, And it's crazy, just crazy how these people are so like ill like how their will is so low that they can just be told what to do by a cop over the phone and like go against all their morals just because they think it's the right thing to do or maybe they actually want to like be molesting this person and they're just going with it because a cop's telling them to so anyway the whole conundrum is fucked up and it did happen in real life so check that one up it's very uncomfortable and a not even like horror and more of a like a real life like oh shit this happened this is nasty kind of shit interesting you want to go into the next one i know you're a big fan of this one deranged uh 1973 directed by alan ornsby um one of the most true to life movies i've ever seen based on a serial killer like even down to little it's about it's based on ed Gein. And it gets everything so close to how everything went down, even down to, like, 
little jokes Ed made about keeping women at his house. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. It's not, they use different names and everything. Ezra Cobb. Ezra right? Cobb, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a really good movie. And uh, that's 1973, so it's got that old look to it and that old feel. So, I mean, Ed Gein was, I think, detained in the 50s so it really mm-hmm. wasn't like that it's just really cool how they how they nail the look for that movie and the music is almost like funeral parlor like organs really creepy um alan's or- ornsby also worked with bob clark who did as i said children shouldn't play with dead things in a couple episodes back and a christmas story um so uh it does kind of have that uh children shouldn't play with dead things feel to it where it's a little bit playful but at the same time it's like really sleazy and kind of gross. It's one of the times where the actor is actually less good looking than the real life person, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, he's like, <laughs> it's, yeah, he's. It's a great actor for it, and yeah, everything about Derange it's amazing. So check that one out. For sure. Oh, for sure. And we also watched the next one we're going to talk about. I think a lot of the other ones are going to be serial killers. Like we got in some aliens, we got in some like human captivity we got into some cults and now the rest is like serial killers so because who doesn't like talking about serial killers of course yeah so yeah uh henry what did you think of henry portrait of a serial killer um i thought it was gonna be more like deranged where it was so true to life but it took its own story and i really liked what they did with it too yeah it does feel like if you know anything about henry lee lucas which is what this is based on um, it does feel like they took some liberties to kind of clean it up a little bit, which is crazy because if you watch Henry Portrait of a Silver Killer, like, how did they clean that up? This is like a sleazy, fucked up movie. But Henry did do a lot worse things, and the stuff he did to Becky was a lot worse. Becky was a lot younger and, like, mentally um, handicapped. Yes. To some... be fair, they all were. Henry, his boyfriend... Or whatever that big guy was. Otis, yeah. yeah. Otis, Otis, yeah. Otis, <laughs> Otis. Yeah, I mean, I've heard it pronounced both ways. Yeah. but um, Yeah, so yeah, they took some liberties, kind of cleaned it up, made, made. I mean, the guy that plays Henry, uh, I don't know why his name's slipping my mind right now, but yeah, he's pretty handsome in general, but Henry is not a very He has like two teeth. Person. So yeah, it's... It's interesting, but John McNaughton does a great job at making it look like uh, he gives, even though it's a fictional or a non-fiction movie, but he gives it this like true crime documentary feel as if you're watching a documentary of a film. There's a lot of like these close-up snapshots of corpses that look like you're watching a documentary and a lot of static shots of people kind of sitting around talking um, where it just feels like you're there with them. And there's even a... uh, like a, a cinema verite uh, scene where it goes into a VHS tape of them actually doing a home invasion because they get a camera later, which is pretty horrifying. And that inspired a lot of the August Underground movies. Yeah, those have that very similar feel. Yep. Where um, that one August Underground movie does the Christmas one. And then, Penance, yeah. yeah. And then they do that with the the mom has her son there too like or like the son comes in or something yeah very fucked up yeah it reminds me a lot of penance for sure yeah definitely (gasps) next one i want to talk about not a very well-known movie but i feel like it should be checked out more by by some more people if you if you can get a hold of it 
Uh, it's the secret life of Jeffrey Dahmer. And uh, oh yeah, we forgot to show Henry. How dare us? <laughs> Sorry, Henry. Yeah. Don't come for me in my dreams. Oh, what is that actor's name? Oh, let me think. Let me think. Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker. Yeah. yeah. Michael Rooker. He's cool. He was also now he's in like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, mainstream as fuck. Yeah. But there's a, a really good John McNaughton film called The Borrower. People should check it out. It's kind of like, uh, kind of almost like Slither, but it's about like someone that, uh, the uh, alien that goes into people's heads, but the heads keep exploding, so they have to keep finding new heads. So that's a cool. One. Very different from Henry. But anyway, back to Jeffrey Dahmer, Secret Life. This movie is, uh, I think it was like, it almost feels like it was made for TV, but it's really gory and sleazy. Um, I mean, it was shot on film, I'm pretty sure. And I mean, it's Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, it's Jeffrey Dahmer. But I like this one a little bit better than the one we're going to talk about a little bit later. Um, just because it has this really grimy feel to it. I'll put some clips down at the bottom, but you'll kind of see how it has a different look. Um, but yeah, it was put out by Intervision or something. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to find, but if you can find this one, it's a really good way. And like, look at the guy. It looks just like him too. So it's cool. And then there's those, like, there was like a whole series of serial killer movies. I don't actually own any of them, but there was Dahmer, Gacy, Bundy, Bundy, Keen. We watched, which ones did we watch? We watched Bundy. We watched Bundy and Gacy. Bundy and Gacy. Gacy was, I thought Gacy was pretty good. That was yeah. 2003, right? Francis from Pee Wee Herman played Gacy. Yeah. He did very good. Because he's creepy in Pee Wee Herman, like, or Pee Wee's Big Adventure. like. <laughs> yeah, and he really does the, like, Chicago, the big Chicago fat guy kind of, like, bit really good. So it just pulls off Gacy. And when he snaps, like, like Gacy did in real life like you you see the actor snap really. yeah it, it, it really works so like yeah these movies I'm like I'm gonna put them all at the bottom but the whole series or whatever but some of them felt a little dry like there weren't there wasn't a lot of like special cinematography and like yeah it just felt a little bit like lukewarm on some of these but I thought Gacy really stood out mm -hmm. the sure. Bundy one not so much I mean, we've seen the Bundy story done. I was way times. too young the first time I watched Bundy. I think I was like in second grade. Ooh. Yeah. Like my brother's friend owned it. They all owned like fucked up movies. So we oh, watched man. Bundy and I was like, oh my God. Oh, but that's a, that's a bad one to that, watch. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't parented well, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but it was good. And that's how I kind of really started getting into serial killers. Because I was like, somewhat, this actually happened. Mm -hmm. And... The actor wasn't even all that mind-blowing either, but it got a lot of the events right. You yeah. know, it was it, it was what it was as it, a movie. Now they need to stop with the Bundy shit. Because they have so fucking many now. Like the Zac crazy. Efron one, Chad Michael Murray. Like, quit making him hot. Yeah. I think they need to cover, like, do stuff about more serial killers that are like, I don't know. The Bundy tapes were really good, though. The Bundy tapes was good, yeah. Bundy tapes were awesome. Yeah. I think Netflix just has a hard on for Ted Bundy. I don't know why. Yeah, and fucking the Night Stalker. Those were good, Richard too. Ramirez, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm glad that Netflix is doing all that true crime. I'm just sick of the Bundy. I know, me too. They need to stop. They've made way too many Bundy movies. And now Dahmer movies are getting more and more apparent. Yeah, they yeah. had My Friend Dahmer, and now Evan Peters is going to play 
Dahmer and something coming up. Which, uh, yeah, I'm cool with that. It's just like, yeah, I haven't seen it. Uh, my friend Dahmer was okay. It, it was just like nothing really extreme happened. It was him as a teenager. And I thought the actor that played him played him really well, too. And it did a really good job of talking about why he was the way he was. I actually think it was a really important movie. It just wasn't super entertaining. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, I should also talk about Mari and Dora's Cannibal, which is... Uh, Christian gave me this one, which is very nice of him because it's a very rare movie. Uh, this one is about a real life uh, event about a couple of men that met each other online and uh, they agreed to meet up and want to have sex and then eat one of them, eat the other one. And that's what happens in this movie. And it, in real life, I guess they filmed the whole thing. So there actually exists footage of a couple meeting up and then having dinner and then fucking and then killing and then eating and then not even in that order <laughs> um, and I can't believe a jury had to sit through and watch all that in real life but Mariandora as everyone knows uh, he goes there I mean it's the same dude that fucking cut a cat's head off so fuck him but this movie I think is like the only movie of his that I really like because it just goes into the real story real real close to what happened I would let you eat me oh yeah I would let anyone eat me well only people I love I guess I'd save it save myself from people I love and then the scraps can go to whoever I don't care just uh, throw me in the trash after that <laughs> so that'll be our episode um I feel like I would oh was there another one honorable mention of once upon a time in Hollywood oh yeah yeah Especially, yeah, if you're going to mention men's family, there's a lot of stuff out there. Helter Skelter. Oh, yeah, the 70s one. Charlie Says or something. Charlie's, like, I don't know. I don't know. But Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was good. It was, like, a very great what-if story, what could have been. And the stuntman was an actual victim of the Manson family, which I don't think, like, his name's Cliff Booth and the real stuntman, his name was, like, David or something. And the Manson family killed him, so I thought it was cool how they kind of slid in a stuntman, kind of saving the whole fucking situation. Yeah, it's my favorite Tarantino movie, and that's saying a lot because I've been a huge fan my whole life. So <laughs> it finally took me a lot to admit it, but I think that's my favorite Tarantino right now. It's him at his best, and like, kind of goes into a little bit into horror, a little bit into Grindhouse, a little bit into comedy, drama. It's just perfect, and like... I mean, if you really look at it, Tarantino's done a lot of based on true events movies. Django, not Django, is kind of based on slavery and, and Glorious Bastards, based on the Holocaust. And yeah, I like stuff, all the so. what if situations yeah. he takes all his movies in for sure. Yeah. He's just fucking goes without saying. He's like one of the best directors of our time. I think more horror movies need to do that. What if? But a horror movie, that'd yeah. be cool. So. <laughs> Anyway, thanks for joining us. I'm going to go blow my nose because I've been fucking sick. And we got to go. Uh, our baby's still sleeping. So he slept through this whole 25 minute episode. Bless That's, him. Uh, bless him. So, <laughs> yeah, thanks for watching, guys. We're back. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.